You're listening to The Rant. Please go away. Let me sleep for the love of God. I am Kamala Harris. My pronouns are she and her. I am a woman sitting at the table wearing a blue suit. You're listening. So the best way to get something done, if you if you hold near and dear to you that you uh, um, like to be able to... Anyway. You fucking crazy man. You sound insane. Do you realize that? To, to the rant. I speak jive. Oh, good. I've been saying it. I've been saying it for 10 damn years. Ain't I been saying it, Miguel? Huh? I've been saying it. You're listening to The Rant with David King. David King, it is good to be here with you on this Wednesday, April 5th. Happy Hump Day. We were supposed to air, uh, actually record yesterday, but didn't quite work out. But we're here today. Rocking out with you on this Wednesday. to talk about today got the Trump indictment in case unless you've been living under a rock which you might live under a rock and if that is the case it's okay it's 2023 you're allowed to do what you want you can be whoever you want to be and if you want to live under a rock that is fine I will not judge you and nobody else should but maybe you were and you didn't hear President Trump in a historical moment has been indicted on 34 counts of business fraud. According to the DA, uh, Mr. Bragg, who is a reprobate, who has campaigned on going after Trump, that was his campaign promise when he ran for DA in the state of Manhattan, state of New York, district, the Manhattan district, get all that stuff mixed up and confused. I apologize. I am simply just a, I am just a simpleton like you. I am no better or worse. So I mix things up. It's official, ladies and gentlemen, but the country is now circling the drain. We were, the toilet was flushed, the bowl, we were circling it, but it is apparent that we are now proceeding down the dark hole into the abyss this is now what many will call a banana republic. You can call it whatever you want. What it is is a weaponization of the judicial system. Make no mistake, this isn't anything new. We've talked about it a million times on this podcast. I've said it before. They have gone after Donald Trump. Donald J. Trump. Absolutely. They've gone after Trump. Since the day he went down those escalators, there's never been anything like it in the history of the United States. 
It has been an all-out war, an all-out attack on this man. He has been under constant barrage of fire from the media, the Democrats, and anyone else you could possibly think of. They have tried to pin everything on him. They have tried to find crimes that this man has committed and have failed and failed and failed. And they have now come to this uh, indictment, which was cleverly timed. Don't think it's lost on me for a minute. And let me tell you, if you think that Donald Trump is going to be actually found guilty on any of these 34 34 charges, which, by the way, if, in fact, he is found guilty, let's say he is found guilty on all 34 counts, he will have to send his the sentence, the maximum sentence for all 34 counts is 135 years in prison. So two life sentences, basically, for 34 counts of business fraud. Um, I personally do not think he will be charged. Um, I'll, I'm actually will be surprised if this even lasts Beyond a month or two, I think they are going to motion. Uh, we have some articles here we're going to get to. Uh, we have Mr. Bragg's, uh, his speech to the press. He kind of gave a testimony to the press right after the indictment or the arraignment, rather. We'll listen to that here in a brief moment if you hadn't heard it already. Um, actually, I think I'm just going to jump right into that. I don't know if this button's working properly, so bear with me. Uh, let's listen in. This is Bragg, this is the DA out of Manhattan, Bragg, going over the charges for Donald Trump. Roll, cut, five, let's roll, let's go. I'll try not to interrupt too much. Thank you for joining us here today. Earlier this afternoon, Donald Trump was arraigned on a New York Supreme Court indictment, returned by a Manhattan grand jury Good Lord above. on 34 felony counts of falsifying business records in the first degree. Under New York State law, it is a felony to falsify business records with intent to defraud and an intent to conceal another crime. That is exactly what this case is about. 30 so just so you know, the this is 34 counts of business fraud in the, an attempt to cover up a payment to Stormy Daniels uh, and essentially hush money. Okay. Um, I, there's been people, there's people like Steven Crowder who've come on and others have said, this is more than just, you know, the hush money. There's more to it, but this is all he's given us. If there's more, there's certainly some other crimes here, here, but he has, he, you're going to hear in about a minute where he's going to say, he's not going to list what crimes, other crimes that Donald Trump has committed. So, uh, let's let him let, let let's continue. But that's basically what this is. It's 34 counts of business fraud to, to cover up a payment to Stormy Daniels for false statements made to cover up other crimes. These are felony crimes in New York State. No matter who you are, we cannot and will not normalize serious criminal conduct. The defendant repeatedly made false statements on New York business records. I, 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 I am going to cut this guy off a few times. The, he, he says, we're not going to normalize criminal behavior. This is a man 
that has let people who have murdered someone go, have put them on uh, no bail, no fines. Uh, the, the, the crime rate in New York City is off the charts. They, he is literally letting people go every day without bail. And he is letting go. In fact, I read an article today where instead of giving this man who murdered somebody uh, a prison sentence, they're going, they're going to put him into a reform program because they believe it's, it's more effective. And the reasoning behind this is, is because, well, the man that he killed didn't really have a whole lot of family. You know, I think he had one other family member who he wasn't very close with. So there aren't a lot exactly victims in this crime. So instead of just throwing this guy in prison to rot, let's put him on a rehabilitation program. That's the kind of crap this guy is pulling. So Bragg has no issue letting out a murderer, but he wants to charge a former sitting president of the United States with 34 counts of business fraud. And it, 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 it's such a weak indictment. There's no evidence to prove that Donald Trump lied or manipulated or cheated. Uh, it, there's, but there's plenty of evidence. In fact, there was a document that was released not long ago that showed that Michael Cohen, his lawyer, made the payment. Now, Bragg is going to make the argument that just because your lawyer makes the, the payment and then you later pay your lawyer lawyer fees, that's you can't do that. That's, that's, that doesn't work because we know what those, those lawyer fees were actually for. That's to pay Michael Comack. But that's, that's going to be on Bragg to prove, and he can't prove that because many of these guys, especially wealthy business owners and people who are former presidents of the United States, Hillary Clinton probably as well, and so is the same with Bill Clinton, all have lawyers on retainer that they pay monthly, weekly, whatever, uh, whatever they have agreed to, to handle their legal prop, their legal battles, they have probably no idea what they're even paying this guy for, other than that they know that they have him on retainer and they, and he bills them hourly, and so when he they get a bill, they go yeah, pay it. He's he's our he's our lawyer, and he handles all of our our legal business. And so the Otis is on Bragg here to prove that that Trump knew uh, about the hush money. And even if he did know about the hush money, that's still not a crime. It's not a crime to pay someone hush money. Uh, it's done often and, and frequently. Uh, Obama has done it. The the the, the Bushes have done it. Uh, Clinton's definitely done it. <laughs> um, a lot of politicians do this. A lot of big business millionaires do this because people, a lot of times, people will come to them with falsified ac- accusations, and it's cheaper to just say it's cheaper and easier to just be like, here, I'm going to stroke you a check for 200 grand. Go away. Instead of going into court, dragging this out and trying to defend myself and and defend my name, I'm just going to give you some money. You're going to sign this document that you're going to, you're going to shut up because that's really all they want because likely it's not even a a, a real accusation uh, or not a true accusation, or maybe it is, who knows? But either way, hush money is not love it or hate it. It's not a crime. And so this idea that Trump has committed a crime by paying Stormy Daniels, which by the way, they just the courts just ruled that Stormy Daniels has to pay Trump over a hundred thousand dollars the other day just before this indictment. That's convenient timing. Um, it's it you know, so far there's there's just this is a big nothing burger. There's nothing here. Let's let him continue. I'm sorry. He also caused others to make false statements. The defendant claimed that he was paying Michael Cohen for legal services performed in 2017. This simply was not true. And it was a false statement that the defendant made month after. Why is it not true? 
after month in 2017. Why is it not true? April, May, June, and so on through the rest of the year. For nine straight months, the defendant held documents in his hand containing this key lie, that he was paying Michael Cohen for legal services performed in 2017. And he personally signed checks for payments to Michael Cohen for each of these nine months. In total, the grand jury found there were 34 documents with this critical false statement. Why did Donald Trump repeatedly make these false statements? So he has 34 documents where Donald Trump has paid Michael Cohen for legal fees for his services. And Bragg is trying to tell you that these are falsified documents because Mr. Cohen did not provide any legal services. Well, how does he know that? I mean, what, where's the proof? I mean, I guess maybe we'll find out if this thing actually makes it to trial, but again, it's, it, I'm not a lawyer guys. I'm, I'm a guy that builds things. I, I'm literally a builder. I, I, I renovate homes. I do restoration work. I lay tile. I, my hands are dirty half the time and they're calloused. Like I'm not a lawyer. And even I'm looking at this going, this seems really fishy to me. You have 34 documents, most of which are signed checks to pay his lawyer. Well, how do you know they weren't for legal fees? Michael Cohen was in fact Trump's lawyer for quite a long time. So again, I, I'm going to, I'm going to continue with this. I'm gonna let him finish. It's a, it's a bit of a long video, a long audio clip. So let, let's let him finish. The evidence will show that he did so to cover up crimes relating to the 2016 election. Donald Trump, executives at the publishing company, American Media Incorporated, Mr. Cohen and others agreed in 2015 to a catch and kill scheme. That is a scheme to buy and suppress negative information to help Mr. Trump's chance of winning the election. As part of this scheme, Donald Trump and others made three payments to people who claimed to have negative information about Mr. Trump. To make these payments, they set up shell companies and they made yet more false statements including, for example, in AMI, American Media Incorporated's business records. One of the three people that they paid to keep quiet was a woman named Stormy Daniels. Less than two weeks before the presidential election, Michael Cohen wired $130,000 to Stormy Daniels' lawyer. That payment was to hide damaging information from the voting public. The participant scheme was illegal. The scheme violated New York election law, which makes it a crime to conspire to promote a candidacy by unlawful means. The $130,000 wire payment exceeded the federal campaign contribution cap. And the false statements in AMI's books violated New York law. That is why Mr. Trump made false statements about his payments to Mr. Cohen. He could not simply say that the payments were a reimbursement for Mr. Cohen's payments to Sandy, to Stormy Daniels. To do so, to make that true statement would have been to admit a crime. So instead, no, Mr. Trump said that he was paying Mr. Cohen for fictitious legal services in 2017 to cover up actual crime committed 
the prior year. And in order to get Michael Cohen his money back, they planned one last false statement. In order to complete the scheme, they planned to mischaracterize the repayments to Mr. Cohen as income to the New York State tax authorities. The conduct I just described uh, and that which was charged by the grand jury is felony criminal conduct in New York State. True and accurate business records are important everywhere, to be sure. They are all the more important in Manhattan, the financial center of the world. That is why we have a history in the Manhattan DA's office of vigorously enforcing white-collar crime. My office, including the... But not enforcing other crimes like murder. Talented prosecutors you saw at arraignment earlier today. Or theft. Or anything else that hurts the population of New York City. I mean, this guy's a hack. What a hump. I mean, honestly, you're going after a guy who paid a, a, a porn star to keep her mouth shut. Which, by the way, is not illegal. And yet, you won't go after people who have murdered someone. And, oh, by the way, he finally, they dropped the charges on this one guy. This 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 gentleman who was security for a parking garage uh, sh- uh, was had a gun pulled on him. He was shot. He wrestled the gun out of that guy's hands and then shot the guy that shot him. And the, the guy who shot him was trying to break into cars. The gentleman who was the parking deck uh, uh, security who was shot, he was charged with attempted murder. They finally dropped those charges. But that's the kind of legal system we have going on in New York, if anybody is actually interested to know what's going on over that shithole of a city. You won't catch me over there. I won't go. I'm not going to do it. I would never step foot in that, 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 rat, that rat's nest of a city. And if you live in New York, I'm sorry. I don't mean to offend you. But the reality of it is, is the, the DA is corrupt. The judge is clearly corrupt. We'll talk about that judge here in a minute. Actually, I'm going to say it now so I don't forget. The judge, the judge's daughter used to work on Kamala Harris's campaign, and the judge themselves have received campaign contributions from Kamala Harris, Joe Biden, and the Democrat Party. So the judge is already corrupt. The judge is biased. The judge should not be overseeing this case at all. They should recuse themselves immediately. He should recuse himself. I don't care where you stand on any of this. You would not want to judge who has a bias in your case. You would want them to recuse yourself. You would want someone who is impartial. And this one is not. I'll continue. I'll let this guy continue to run his suck hole. Hey, has charged hundreds of felony falsifying business records. This charge, it can be said, is the bread and butter of our white-collar work. And fraud presents itself in all different forms here in Manhattan. We have charged falsifying business records for those who violated federal bank secrecy laws. We have charged falsifying business records for those who were seeking to cover up sex crimes. And we have brought this charge for those who committed tax violations. At its core... This case today is one with allegations like so many of our white-collar cases. Allegations that someone lied again and again to protect their interests and evade the laws to which we are all held accountable. As this office has done time and time again, we today uphold our solemn responsibility to ensure that everyone stands equal before the law. 
No amount of money and no amount of power changes that enduring American principle. I'll now take questions. Unless you're a poor black man in New York, then you can get away with just about whatever you want because Bragg's a racist. He's a race baiter. We know that because he's all but said him and his, his staff have all but said what they, they, they are lessening the crimes of African-Americans in New York city. Listen, I don't care what race you are. If you commit a crime, you commit a crime and you should be held under the law equally under the law. Like anyone else race should never be a factor period. And, and if you cre- if you commit a crime and if you say, well, we have disproportionately more black Americans committing crime in New York city and we have to do something about it. It's like, yeah, you should, but you shouldn't let them go. Like, that's not the answer. How does that the answer? Like, well, we're going to lessen their crime because otherwise we'll just, the, the statistics will look really bad because there'll be more black men incarcerated in New York city. And, and we just don't want to see that. It's like, Okay, then let's just all bury our heads in the sand and pretend like there's not, like these people aren't committing crimes. It's not, you, you got to go after, you got to figure out and go after the source of, of why these, why a certain demographic of people are committing more crimes than, than anyone else. And, but nonetheless, if they have committed the crime, they, they must do the time, period. And so this man does not do that. He does not hold people equally under the law. He has a vendetta against Trump. He's all but said it. He ran on it. And now that he's in his, his position, uh, he's wasted no time. And, you know, he's going to answer some questions right now. So let's listen to what he has to say. Limited number of questions, because God forbid, we don't want we don't want anybody poking holes in this. Okay, so she's asking the guy, you can barely hear it, a lot of static noise in the background. She's asking why now, why all of a sudden are you following this? It seems very, like, it seems like to be interesting timing, maybe possibly political. And so he's going to respond. And rigorous investigation as we're going to do at the Manhattan District Attorney's Office. Uh, I've been uh, doing this for 24 years uh, and am no stranger to rigorous, complex investigations. Uh, I bring cases when they're ready. Uh, having now conducted a rigorous, thorough investigation, the case was ready to be brought and it was brought. Yeah, yeah, no, that's bullshit. Um, the guy prior to him wouldn't touch this. They left. They, they were like, there's nothing here. Uh, and yet he is still, yeah, he's picked up the scraps and he's rolling with it. Let, make no mistake. This is exactly perfect timing. Um, make no mistake. Mr. Bragg has probably no intention of actually getting Trump uh, charged. He would love nothing more than get, you know, Trump in jail. But I don't think he believes for a second that this is any of this stuff is going to stick. But what this is going to do, and this is really the bigger point, this is the bigger premise to all of this. Uh, they have no, they don't think Trump is going to go to jail. They're not even really probably sure how far this is actually going to go. Uh, they're probably hoping that it will go all the way to to a jury trial and, and, a, and, a, and a final ruling. Um, but the, their goal here is, is very simple. It's to, they've, they've indicted Trump. They're not even going to, uh, their next arraignment 
uh, our meeting isn't even until December. So the end of the year, and it'll go right into the following year of 2024, which means that's going to be the election election season. And so Trump, their goal is to load Trump down, uh, keep him in a, in trial, uh, that which will keep him off the campaign trail, which will keep him off the debate stage. Uh, anything they can do to to kind of trip him up in, in his run for presidency, and also too, this is all the media will talk about. They will they will not talk about Biden and, and his epic failures as president. They will not talk about the Democrats and their epic failures in the Congress and the Senate. They will be talking about Trump, who's being indicted. The media will carry the water for all of this. They will make you believe that. Trump is actually finally going to get the ax. He's a real criminal. He's committed all these crimes. Look who he is. Like he's, he's everything we've always said he was, even though we've never been able to prove any of it. The Russian hoax was a hoax. Uh, you know, the steel dossier was fake. Uh, all of these things, the, the Russian collusion was a, was a false flag. It was never, there was never any evidence of it. You know, they will try to push this a hundred percent. They're going to bog him down with this trial to prevent him from campaigning and gaining ground. There's nothing here. And and here's the thing. They're, they are going to be sadly mistaken because Trump literally sleeps for like four hours a day. This man's a machine. Even at his, his age, he is a machine. And uh, I saw his look on his face when he walked into that courthouse. He was angry looking. He was fierce looking. He had the look of, okay, we're going to go to war and I'm prepared. And, you know, I, if, if I'm a Democrat, period, I would not like this at all. Uh, if I'm Clinton, if I'm any Clinton, Hillary, or Bill, uh, if, if I'm any of these old timers in D.C., I would be very worried about this situation because this is literally opening up the Pandora's box for legal action uh, and turning the legal system into a weapon politically for Europe, for both sides, you know. And so I would be very concerned about this. Um a lot of people have gotten away with far, far, far worse uh, than Trump, even if this is the case, right? First off, statute of limitations is like seven years old. Uh, you, you can't charge us. A misdemeanor crime, statute of limitations. Uh, even if this was the case, even if he falsified documents, okay, fine, fair enough. But if, if we're going to hold the law equal to everybody, then why is... Why is Hillary Hillary still walking when she clearly paid for the Steele dossier against Trump, which violated campaign finance laws? And I believe all she ended up having to do is pay a two hundred thousand dollar fine uh, for that that crime by the Federal uh, Election Commission, the FEC. So I think it was like a two hundred or two hundred fifty thousand dollar fine or something like that. Uh, even though it, it it was highly illegal. Um, there's a myriad of, she, she had the, the server that she had swiped clean that had like 30 million or 30,000 highly classified documents that she had no business having whatsoever. It was a violation of the, um, the, whatever they call it, the documents that Trump is apparently in violation of, even though he was, he's clearly allowed to have uh, confiscated classified documents as a, as a president. There's, there's so many other crimes that are just so far worse. The Hunter Biden scandal, the, the money he, that Hunter Biden was paid by to China that we clearly know was also given to Biden. The amount of corruption in D.C., like, and this is what the first president, the first time a president gets indicted, this is what it, he's getting indicted on. 
paying a porn star to, to shut up? Really? This is what it is? Of all the things that politicians have done and presidents in the past have done, this is what we've, this is what we're going on. I'll let him continue. The indictment says that uh, there were 34 false uh, business uh, uh, records. And they would not conceal another crime, but the indictment does not specifically say what those crimes were. We are assuming, perhaps, that they might be election-related. I'm wondering if you can uh, specify what laws were also broken. Right. So let me, let me say as an initial matter, the, the indictment doesn't specify that because the law does not so require. Uh, in my remarks, I mentioned... Yeah, the law so doesn't require. So in other words, I don't have to tell you what laws he's broken, and so I'm not going to. So just sit down and shut up. That's basically what he's saying. The law says I don't have to tell you, and I'm not going to. What does that sound like to you? A couple of laws, which I will highlight uh, again now. Uh, the, the, the first is New York State election law, which makes it a crime uh, to conspire to promote a candidacy by unlawful means. I further indicated a, a number of unlawful means, including more additional false statements, including statements that were planned to be made to tax authorities. Uh, I also noted the federal election law cap on contraband, contribution uh, limits. But why weren't there those crimes charged? Why were you charged with those crimes? Well, we, we, I'm not going to go into our deliberate process on what was brought, the charges that were brought were the ones that were brought. The evidence in the law uh, is, is the basis for those decisions. Because you don't have anything else. And there's this, this is all you had. You had some scraps laying on the ground. You picked them up and said, I'm going to make a case out of this. There's nothing there. That's why he knows it. The way, if you can't see it, but like if you go back and watch the video, his body language tells you he, he knows he's full of shit. I'm not going to go chapter and verse into uh, many thinking. What I will say is, I believe the time period you're talking about, I've been in office uh, for a couple of months. Uh, the uh, investigation, in my view, was not concluded into the conduct uh, in particular, that, that is the basis for the charges today. Uh, since that time, we've had uh, more evidence uh, made available to the office and an opportunity to meet with additional witnesses. So, uh, as I said earlier, I've been doing this for 24 years. Uh, I don't bring cases prior to a thorough and rigorous investigation. Now, having done so, the case has been brought. I kind of wonder what he means by new additional evidence. I, 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 you know, this Mar-a-Lago raid has me kind of throwing up my conspiratorial red flags, which is like the, the, the Mar-a-Lago raid was clearly a phishing scam by the FBI. They were going into that house to find something on Trump. Um, this had nothing to do with classified documents because they knew what classified documents Trump had because they had been there previously. They'd seen it. And they made one request, which was to hit for him to lock the door so that the documents were secured. They did that. They were 100% in compliance with, with, with those folks that were wanting to see the documents and see what he had. Uh, he never tried to hold or hide anything from them. Again, he's the former president of the United States. He is allowed to declassify items. All presidents have done it. And yet they came to his house in the dead of night, armed to the T with guns, they would not let lawyers in with them. They had the security cameras shut off at some point, if not the entire time. 
So you have to wonder, like, what were they fishing for? What did they dig up and what did they try to find? Uh, did they find something that Bragg believes will aid in this case? Uh, I don't know. I'm speculating here because he did say, well, we have some new evidence. And that's one of the reasons why I think we can take this to trial. It's like, okay, because he has to think like either Bragg knows that this is going nowhere. This is really just to tie up Trump during the campaign trail uh, campaign season rather, or he does truly believe like he's got him either way. uh, From what we've heard from the lawyers of Trump, because all evidence must be made, uh, must be provided to Trump's lawyers. And from what I understand, there's, there's just nothing there. Uh, and we're going to, we're going to read some articles and talk about that here in a second. We'll, we'll let him finish up. Mr. Brad, Garrett Hake with NBC News. Uh, your predecessor took a hard look at this case and decided not to charge it. Federal prosecutors took a hard look at this case and decided not to charge it. Do you believe you have new evidence that led you to decide to charge this or why now? Because it's a political hit. That's why. As I, as I just mentioned, we have uh, had available to the office additional evidence uh, that was not in the office's possession prior to my time here. Uh, and as to uh, your... And folks, that literally could literally just be a lie. He may not have any new evidence. It could literally be the same exact thing. And this, again, it's just him putting his name out there, trying to look good for the public. Look, I told you I was going to go after Trump. I'm doing it. He's just padding his resume because he's going to campaign uh, I've heard rumors that he even wants to be the governor of, of New York. Uh, and so he has big political aspirations. And this literally could be f- him just doing that. So keep that in mind. Take He has not provided anything to us uh, to show any new evidence. He's not giving us a whole lot of information. And so he's being very kind of uh, secretive. You know, he's being elusive with this information with the press. So you have to ask yourself, how much of this is just fabricated BS? Part of your question about the the federal, we have a distinct and strong, I would say profound independent interest in New York State. This is the business capital of the world. Uh, We regularly uh, do cases involving false business statements. The the bedrock, in fact, the basis for uh, business integrity and a well-functioning business marketplace is true and accurate record-keeping. That's the charge that's brought here, falsifying New York State business records. Yeah, and the charges that could put this guy in jail for 135 years. Like, it's absolutely absurd. Like, nobody's getting treated like this. Nobody is going to jail uh, for falsifying business records. It's just not happening. This is such a load of bullshit. I, 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 it's so frustrating to even listen to. I, I've already listened to this thing. This is the third time I've got to listen to this, this jackass talk. Um, he, he's just an evil scum piece of crap who's been funded by George Soros. He's been told to go after Trump. He's going to go after Trump any way he can. He doesn't care. He's, he feels like he's immune because he's a part of this elite group uh, and, and very well-to-do people who are funding him. And that's all this is. It's just a, it's just so insane and it's exhausting. And it, I'm so tired of it. So tired. I, I, we'll worry. Let's just let it finish. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, Greg, I'm just going to read back a line from your statement facts. The participants also took steps that mischaracterized for tax purposes the true nature of payments and programs of the scheme. Do you allege former President Trump was one of the participants who mischaracterized the payments for tax purposes? I'm not going to go beyond uh, the plain language statement of facts, which I think speaks for itself. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 
requires, as I, as I uh, specified, uh, criminal conduct that was concealed. Uh, one of the concealed crimes we allege is New York State election law. Uh, I sort of went through in our statement of facts, which I think many of you have in front of you, um, you know, goes through um, things including, um, you know, uh, text messages, emails, contemporaneous phone records, multiple witnesses. All of that uh, will be, as you saw in the fall, uh, born out in a public courtroom uh, in downtown Manhattan. Our last question is Jonah. Yeah, right. The charges were related to the hush money payments of Stormy Daniels. The release from your office also mentions another woman, Karen McDougall, as well as a doorman. Can you comment on how those players are related to the charges you've brought or to the case overall? It's, it's a... I'm glad you put your, your, your finger on that because it's not just about one payment. Uh, it is... 34 business records, uh, 34 false statements in business records that were concealing criminal conduct. Um, and uh, the earlier question about New York State election law, when I talked about conspiracy uh, to, to promote a candidacy by unlawful means, those unlawful means, we allege, include uh, the conduct, uh, you know, set forth uh, in the statement of facts, which is, you know, additional false statements separate apart from the charge ones in AMI, uh, documents, planned false statements to taxing authorities. Uh, it's, it is not just uh, that one one $130,000 wire payment. Thanks so much. All right. Nobody wants, nobody even wants to hear it anymore. So, uh, I, I mean, this is a weird world we live in. Um, from everything that I've heard and read and looked up on this, it, it's just this would never have happened to anybody else. It, this is a war on Trump. If I don't care if you like Trump or hate Trump, I really don't. You should be upset that the fact that this, that they are, they are weaponizing the judicial judicial system, the, the legal system in this country, maybe more specifically the, the state of New York. And don't, and don't forget the state of Georgia, my home state, they are uh, working to uh, indict Donald Trump for, um, uh, election interference based on a phone call, which uh, apparently had lawyers involved in that phone call and everybody said everything was fine. So I'm not sure how they're going to make this stick, but everybody wants to go after this guy. They absolutely hate him. And I don't understand why uh, everything they've ever said about Trump has never been true. Trump doesn't hate Mexicans. Uh, he never said Mexicans were bad people. That was like one of the very first things they tried to pin on him, that he was a racist and he hated Mexicans because he said people coming from the border were bad people, drug dealers and criminals. Uh, he even said in the same statement, so he mentioned some of them are good, very good people, but he actually never mentioned anybody by race and everything he said was very true. And in fact, it's even more true today as fentanyl uh, is coming through the border at an increasing rate, it's killing millions of Americans, especially young Americans. Uh, so, they, they, they try to paint him as a racist and they try to say he was a Russian probe or a Russian uh, spy or something like that. And none of that stuck. They did a, they did a, a huge year and a half long investigation cost like $150 million or something like that. Uh, the Mueller investigation, they found absolutely no evidence. I mean, this guy really, I mean, he wanted to come out and, and just slam Trump for being 
a Russian collusion spy and, and, and find some sort of fraud in this 2016 election. He found nothing. There was nothing there. Uh, all they did was waste taxpayer dollars. We could have already told you that this was all a false flag. It was all, it was all BS. What they did find was a lot of uh, bad behavior on Hillary Clinton's part. Um, she did pay a little bit of money to the FEC, but beyond that, she wasn't charged with anything else. And yet here we are. Uh, it's, you know, they, they try to say that Trump incited violence on January 6th. He never said, he never incited violence. He said, uh, protest peacefully, remain calm and peaceful. Uh, and, and as Patriots should, blah, blah, blah. Uh, those tweets are widely available for everybody to see. There's just an absolute hatred for this man. The reason why they don't like Trump is because Trump is, is not a part of, of, of their group. However, Trump is one of them. Trump is a part of the good old boy club that is D.C. He is. Everyone says Trump's an outsider, and that's why they don't like him. No, 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 you have this all backwards. Trump is definitely a part of this club. The difference is Trump doesn't, he knows who these people are, and he doesn't have to play by their rules. He can make up his own rules because he has the money and the influence and the power to do so. And so, yes, he is very much a part of this group. He knows these people. He knows how they work. He knows how the world works. He's been in and out of these dealings. He does business all throughout the world in different countries. He knows all the people in, in, in terms of the UN and NATO and blah, blah, blah. He knows all these people. And he knows how they work. Make no mistake, he is part of that, that institution. You're not, you're not, you don't become a billionaire and, and not become part of that institution. So he understands the game. The thing is, he doesn't play the game. He actually puts America first. That's what his whole campaign was. He wants to make America strong. He wants to bring infrastructure. He wants to bring manufacturing jobs back to America. He wants to make America independent. He wants to make them energy independent. All of these things disrupt what the good old boy club in D.C. has established for themselves. Why would you why ask yourself why a congressman would ever vote against drilling our own oil? You could say, well, climate change. That's all BS. We're buying oil from OPEC. We're buying oil from Russia, or at least we were. Uh, we're getting oil from the Saudis. We're getting oil from, uh, what is it, Brazil or wherever, uh, Colombia or down there in, in the South America. We're still consuming the same, if not more oil than ever before. Why would we not drill our own oil when we have more oil under our earth than anyone else? And this includes natural gas as well. We can make the argument there. Why wouldn't we frack? Why is it that we're not doing any of that? Because the politicians in charge have set it up for themselves to make money uh, off of these uh, these foreign oil businesses, or they, they're set to make money off of clean energy like solar and wind. They're all dirty. They've all set the, and rigged up the game so that they benefit financially and, and, and have more power from it, while the rest of us just go about our lives like lemmings, uh, unaware of the fact that these people are manipulating the system and doing everything they can to gain more power. They're evil, they are corrupt, and they do not care about you. No matter how much they say they do, their actions are louder than their words. And Trump shine the light on these cockroaches and they don't like that and they have some big plans and there's a lot of talk about you know the united states going to a digital currency and getting away from the dollar uh there's a lot of uh talks about the united states um uh and a, a one global government with the who and the un uh, these are not conspiracies. These people have spoken about it. They, they, they talk about it live. They tell you right to your face about how they want to have 
this one world sort of government. And there are too many American politicians who are all for this. Um, and there's also just American politicians who just hate this country and are set, are trying to set it up for failure. Um, and Trump gets in the way of all of that because Trump is, he's old fashioned. He's, he's conservative in this regard that he wants America to be like the old America, independent, strong, reliable, not, it doesn't need anything from anyone else, but everybody needs something f- from us. And be- when you're that strong and independent, you're untouchable. Uh, and that's one of the reasons why this country was so successful for so long. And we've undermined that. We've gone away from it, and we continue to do that. And this government, for some reason, wants to keep pushing us further into debt, uh, further into reliance of other nations and their resources. Uh, they, they, they continue to, and to push us further and further away of this independence. Uh, while this indictment was going on, we heard that uh, China and Russia, uh, excuse me, China, the Saudis uh, are working with Iran. Uh, Brazil, I believe it is now, is going to be trading with China and they're going to be trading through the yen and no longer the U.S. dollar. They are trying to devalue and destroy the U.S. dollar as we speak and they're getting away with it. Make no mistake, ladies and gentlemen, we are certainly at war. Uh, this is not a traditional war. This is a sort of uh, a war, a, a systematic technological war. Uh, they are going after the dollar. They're going after our infrastructures. They're going after our technologies. Um, they want to weaken us any way they possibly can. And far too many of our politicians are on board. Trump has seen it. He shed the light on it. And now they are literally trying to destroy this man any way they possibly can. If, if in fact, ask yourself this. Why not let the American people decide on the next election if Trump should be president? If he is as bad as they say he is, then the American people should be smart enough to know not to vote for him. Because they know, they know that four more years of Trump is a huge, massive delay in their, their, little, their global economic plan. It's going to disrupt many of these politicians and the way they make their money and the way they gain their power if he gets back into office. And they know that if he runs, he's probably going to win. They're not going to be able to cheat like they did last time. They have an absolutely atrocious candidate, Joe Biden. Uh, It appears that Robert F. Kennedy Jr. is going to challenge Biden in 2024. That was just announced today. Um, I can pull that up, but I'm not going to read the article. Just know that Robert F. Kennedy Jr. has announced that he is going to run against Biden. The Democrat Party is a disarray right now. Nobody, you don't run against the 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 the, the, the president, the the one in the office. He usually gets a pretty free, it gets a free pass. Nobody generally primaries him. But Biden is so atrocious. He is so bad that Democrats are circling the wagons trying to figure out what they're going to do because they know they cannot win against Trump. Biden cannot beat Trump. Not in a fair fight, that's for damn sure. This is a witch hunt. This is a political attack. If you don't believe me, uh, the CNN has all but announced the same thing. CNN has said themselves that this is a very weak uh, a weak case, uh, that, that, that Bragg has got a lot of work ahead of him to make the, to, to make any of this stick, and they're actually, they, they said it was pretty lackluster, nothing that they didn't already know or hadn't known. And that even they believe that Statue of Limitations has kind of put uh, put the kibosh on all of this. And they're wondering if it'll even ever make it to trial. That's CNN, guys. The people that absolutely hate 
Trump. The Clinton News Network is uh, saying that, and that should be pretty telling. We also have this, a Washington Post columnist calls Bragg's Trump case a dangerous leap on the highest of wires. Even though she says, this is from Just the News, she says, even though she said she hopes prosecutors will win the case against Trump, so she's obviously against Trump, Marcus said she is doubtful about the case. So here's someone who's against Trump, wants to see him indicted because she has Trump derangement syndrome and she hates him, but she wants him to go to jail even though he's probably not committed a crime. It's, it's, it, it is weird to me uh, to want to see someone go to jail when they've not committed a crime. It's just like, I want, you just hope to find that he's done something wrong so you can put him in jail. Like, that's a very evil way of thinking. Uh, the article goes here to say Washington Post columnist Ruth Marcus, who said she wants former President Donald Trump to be found guilty in Manhattan, in Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg's case against him, is also criticizing the 34-count criminal indictment of Trump because of the legal ground on which it relies. In an opinion article Tuesday titled, The Trump Indictment is a Dangerous Leap on the Highest of Wires, Marcus said the indictment unsealed after Trump's arraignment earlier that day is disturbingly unilluminating, and the theory on which it rests is debatable at best, unnervingly flimsy at worst. Though Marcus said she hopes prosecutors will win the case against Trump, she also said the fears I had in the weeks leading up to the indictment about the strength of the case against Trump were in no way allayed by Tuesday's developments. She, said, she also said the indictment and the district attorney's underlying facts presented in the case offers almost nothing in the way of new evidence against Trump. The case against Trump is dependent on the fact that it is illegal in New York to falsify business records. And while normally this would be a misdemeanor, if the records are falsified with the intent to defraud and conceal another crime, then the charge is upgraded to a felony. Okay, but what are the other crimes Trump is accused of covering up? The indictment doesn't say, Marcus wrote, this is not well-trodden legal territory. Marcus is not the only opponent of Trump to question the indictment. Former Trump Attorney General Bill Barr, whose relationship with former president has deteriorated since leaving the administration, said last week that the indictment is a disgrace and a political hit job. Uh, yeah, it, it, it absolutely is. It, look, when, when, the, when the left is coming out and telling you, like, this doesn't look like it's going to be this doesn't look like it's it <laughs> that should tell you everything you need to know. I mean, these people have made a career over the last four or five years or seven years, rather maybe uh, uh, going after this man and, and writing articles about him and trying to find anything they can to, to slander Trump. And if you are hearing these people say like, oh, I'm not so sure about this one. It doesn't look, there's really nothing there. Um, you could, you, you could tell uh, that this is just a big nothing burger. This is, this, again, is, I think Bragg knows it. This is going to tie him up. But make no mistake, folks, this is a weaponization of the justice system. This is unprecedented. This is the this has never been done before in the, in the history of the United States. You can say what you want about the justice system in this country. It is not perfect. Uh, it is not always fair. However, the way the verbiage states for our justice system is that we are all equal under the, under the eyes of the law. We're all entitled to... Uh, justice. We're all entitled to a fair trial. We're all entitled to, uh, we are all uh, innocent until proven guilty. That has been the bedrock of this country. And, and we don't, we do not go after our political adversaries through the judicial system. We don't weaponize it. That's something that you see in third world countries. You see those in banana republics. And yet here we are, we're doing it. And I believe, unfortunately, 
um, that may actually be the tipping stone to all of this because uh, we're starting to hear a lot of Republicans say if, if this is the way the Democrats want to play the game, we'll go ahead and play it along with them. Um, part of me is like, yeah, let's go after Obama. Let's go after Hillary. Let's go after uh, John Kerry. Let's go after uh, all of them. Pelosi for insider trading. Uh, we can go after Chuck Schumer. Well, let's just indict everybody. Even if it, even if it's a flimsy case like this one, it's like just indict them, tie them up in court cases. And, uh, if that's the way it is, but at, at the same time, I, I really don't want us to go down that path. I don't want America to be that way. I don't want us to, to, um, to become a, a country where we, we weaponize the judicial system. I would much rather see people who commit crimes be punished for them. I would love to see that. Uh, I think that's the way it should be. I don't think anybody's above the law. Uh, I think politicians generally, uh, are treated above the law. I, I, you know, it, this brings me back to the 2008 banking crisis. You know, these guys literally sabotaged the economy because of their mistakes in banking, and none of them were prosecuted or gone to jail. They got bailed out. And yet here's Trump with uh, paying off a porn star, I guess. that You know, he's going to go to jail for 135 years is what the max sentence is there. It's like, meanwhile, these bankers literally destroy not only our economy, but like the world economy. Uh, and have to be bailed out with billions of dollars. And these guys just walk away like it's all good. It, it's the system screwed up. There's no doubt about it. We, but we, we cannot become this third world, you know, we cannot become a third world nation. We have to, we have to keep our P's and Q's about us. And, and, and it feels like we're going down that path. These Democrats just feel like they're, they're First of all, they're, they're no longer Democrats. They're not the Democratic Party of my parents in the 90s. Even my parents have abandoned the Democratic Party um, because it doesn't represent them anymore. Uh, I remember who the Democrat Party was when I was a kid. They were the kind of the party that represented the working man. That's what we always heard. Uh, you know, they were they were for equal rights for the employee, you know, and all these things. Whether you agreed with it or not, but that was kind of who they were. But they have moved so far to the left that these aren't Democrats. These are leftists. They're Marxists. Uh, they're communists. These are people who, um, who probably have a, uh, like a John Lennon tattooed on their back, uh, or not John Lennon. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Uh, like Joseph Stalin or or Lennon uh, or Mao uh, tattooed on them. Th- these are people who are true diehard Marxists. They hate this country. They hate capitalism. They hate uh, this republic and for which it stands. One nation under God, indivisible. Sorry, uh, they don't like it. Um, and they want to destroy it. They want to break it down. Uh, they want to go after, uh, and, and you can ask yourself why I, none of it makes any sense. Why would you ever even believe in Marxism it, knowing what we know about it and how it's killed millions of people? Uh, these people are certainly that way. Uh, and they're, they're not interested in, uh, playing by the rules. They're not interested in elections. Uh, I think if the Democrats had it their way, this would be the last election coming up in 2024 and uh, they would love a one party system. Uh, I think they're slightly under that now. I think we are living kind of in a one party system. A lot of people will say it's a two party system. I don't believe that to a degree. Uh, I think the Democrats and the Republicans are certainly in cahoots with each other. They pretend to disagree on the floor, but I think really all of them are working together to gain more and more power and more and more money. We see this every day with the laws they pass, the bills they pass, their spending habits. Who remains in power and who doesn't? If you speak out against your own party, 
Uh, you're called terrorists. You're you're chastised. You're undermined. You're beaten down. You're primaried. Uh, we saw that with the last election cycle. Uh, a lot of MAGA guys never got the funding they should have gotten from the caucus, the Republican caucus. Mitch McConnell let those people down. Why do you think that is? It's because he doesn't want them in his group. He doesn't want them in their party. They want to dictate who is allowed in the good old boy club. They may call themselves Republicans, but they're not Republicans. They're just leftist Democrats or maybe a little less less to the left. But nonetheless, they're all a part of that group and they're all in it together to make their money and, and live their best lives on the expense of you, the taxpayer. And they'll leave behind a wreckage of a country or, or what's left of one if that's what it means. They don't care. And so this idea that we have a choice between a Republican and a Democrat, I think is kind of misleading. Um uh, we see that now apparently in Pennsylvania. Uh, Republican wins an election. The Democrat um, governor or mayor or whoever calls up and congratulates them because they know they're all in cahoots with one another. It's uh, it's not good. It's it's become a monopoly on power uh, with these people. They're all toeing the line and, and working together. And again, this is one reason why they hate Trump because Trump's not going to play that game. Trump's going to say, I've been in this world. I've, I've lived in this world with you. I know who you people are. I'm going to come in here and I'm going to shine the light on you. And there's not a damn thing you can do about it. Well, they're going to try and do something about it. That's for sure. Uh, <clears throat> we have another article here from Just the News. It says here, we're going to wrap it up here with this article. After Trump arraignment and speech campaign to legally undermine charges begins in earnest... Trump says case against him should be dropped immediately as legal experts zero in on its many potential weaknesses and predict an early motion to dismiss. So yeah, there's another thing. There's kind of a stepping stone here. Uh, they've talked about it here. We'll read through the article. It actually says it here in the article, so I'm not even going to say it myself. Uh, it says here, with a somber historic arraignment now in the rearview mirror, Donald Trump and his legal team have started attacking his indictment as an illegitimate use of the justice system to interfere with his 2024 election electoral chances. Exactly. That's what I literally just said. Uh, this fake case was brought only to interfere with the upcoming 2024 presidential election, and it should be dropped immediately, Trump said in Palm Beach after returning home from court in New York City on Tuesday. The statute of limitations, Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg's press conference, Grand jury leaks and the indictment's insinuation of the former president's intent are some of the of the likely challenges. Excuse me, legal experts said after reading the 16-page indictment and accompanying statement of facts. But at but a Bridgegate case involving uh, on again, off again, Trump pal Chris Christie may give the defense team some of its most fertile ground to attack the prosecutor's allegations that the former president was engaged in a conspiracy conspiracy to defraud. All 34 felonies filed against the former president alleged he falsified his company documents with an intent to defraud and hide hush money payments to porn star actress Stormy Daniels. Back in 2020, a unanimous U U.S. Supreme Court in a case called Kelly versus United States overturned the convictions of former Governor Christie's aides in New Jersey in a scandal involving the closure of bridge lanes, the justice ruled the defendants couldn't be convicted in a conspiracy to defraud without proof they sought to steal someone's money or property. The same standard for proof to defraud also has been upheld in the New York state court systems, even in a famous case about fake legal records known as People versus Hankins. 
Legal experts said Bragg's efforts to tie Trump to a conspiracy to defraud could open the door for a significant legal challenge. The Supreme Court case, the Kelly case with Bridgegate, this is on all fours with Kelly. Former District of Columbia U.S. Attorney Joseph D. Genova told the Just the News, uh, No Noise Television Show on Tuesday night, there's nothing of value that the former president defrauded anybody of. Harvard Law Professor Emeritus Alan Dershowitz agreed the fraud standard is one of many complications for the prosecution. The statute of limitations for the alleged crimes and illegal, uh, illegal legals of grand jury information are others, he added. Where's the victim here, Dershowitz asks. Who was hurt? Stormy Daniels isn't the victim. Of course not. She actually has to pay Trump money. Who is the victim here? And do you ever devote that much time and resources, a lawyer's time, to such a victimless crime? Trump, Trump attorney Jim Trustee signaled Tuesday a motion to dismiss the charges outright for legal insufficiency uh, could be in the cards early on. Because most of us anticipated an indictment that would have, that would have the uh, frailties this one has, the idea of trying to expedite a motion to dismiss is not totally foreign, Trustee said on CNN. Trustee said on challenge on challenge that Bragg's team face, well, excuse me, Trustee said one challenge that Bragg's team faces is the fact that non-disclosure agreements and hush money payments are not illegal and have been used in Congress on many occasions with uh, even with tax monies. If it was illegal, Congress would be in a lot of trouble, Trustee told CNN, right? You've got an entire fund set up for congressional NDAs based on harassment, so it's not illegal to have it. Nobody's disputing whether there was a non-disclosure agreement. Trustee said that Bragg is picking up the trash that the U.S. Attorney's Office wouldn't touch and his predecessor wouldn't touch, that he wouldn't even touch the first time, but now for whatever back-channel reason, it will be real interesting in pushing for information about how he made this decision. Trustee, who represents Trump on January 6th matters and the Mar-a-Lago raid over classified documents, added that pre-trial motions should be very powerful in this particular case. Dershowitz predicted that the early defense attacks on the case will include a motion to change the trial venue out of Manhattan. Uh, that would be because the judge is corrupt uh, and is funded by uh, Kamala Harris's campaign and Democrats. And then a challenge to the statute of limitations and then a motion to dismiss. So that's, that's the, that's kind of the roadmap there. Get it out of Manhattan far away from this judge, which I agree with. The challenge of the statute of limitations, which is true, it's well over seven years, well past the statute of limitations, even if this was a crime. And then a motion to dismiss because of a lack of evidence, a lack of anything worthwhile. So we'll see how I know all that goes down. Trump previewed his own, uh, Trump previewed his own attacks on Bragg during his speech after the arraignment, saying the Manhattan DA campaign on an effort to get President Trump and may have violated laws by failing to stop grand jury leaks. The criminal is the district attorney because he illegally leaked massive amount of grand jury information for which he should be prosecuted or at minimum he should resign, Trump said. DiGiovanno DiGinova, uh, yeah, uh, the former United States attorney for the District of Columbia said the case against Trump could be very well or could very well be dismissed. I think this indictment is an embarrassment to the historic Manhattan district attorney's office. It's an embarrassment to the bar of the city of New York and the court system of New York. This case should be dismissed for a number of reasons, he said. Statute of limitations, prosecutorial misconduct, 
failure to state a crime. Michael Bachner, a former prosecutor of the Manhattan's DA office, said the contents of the unsealed indictment were old news. I think the case has has a fact that a jury can convict. Uh, uh, I think the case has a fact that a jury can convict on, but we were all thinking there would be more. This is old stuff. There's statute of limitation issues here. There's big issues related to the legality of the charges. It's going to be a hot. It's going to be hotly contested," said Bachner. And then, whether or not the jury is going to want to convict a candidate for president based on these types of facts, the next uh, is it's 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 a big mess. And so, the next in-person appearance uh, in this case is scheduled for December fourth. So, conveniently, it's going to be at the end of the year, going right into the hot, uh, hot. And then, you know, that's probably very normal in a situation like this. The court system's probably very backed up anyway. Bragg knows this. If this is all very convenient timing. You know, aha, the next, the next, the next appearance in court will be December 4th, the last month of this year, going right into the hot and heavy election cycle. There's a mosquito in here. Golly, where did that come from? It's probably working for Bragg. It's, it's probably like a little drone. Anyway, I'm just kidding. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not that person. Uh, so yeah, I'm going to see if I can take this guy out. This freaking mosquito is ridiculous. Hold on. Nope. He just flew away. Uh, this is hot radio talk here. Um, so yeah, there you have it. I mean, we have CNN, uh, the Washington post, uh, or times rather, uh, we have lawyers, uh, on all sides of the aisle here, all kind of scratching their head at this. And so it stands to say that this stinks to hell to high heaven, that this is clearly a political hit job, and there's no merit to any of this. Now, unfortunately, a lot of people who absolutely hate Trump are going to clap their hands and they're going to jump for joy and think this is the greatest thing since sliced bread. But what they have no idea is what kind of mess they have just got us all into. Uh, there's comments, uh, people saying, you're next, right? We're next. The people are next. We already know that's the case. Uh, with the January 6th uh, trials and the way they handle the people in January 6th, you can love that situation, hate that situation. It was wrong for those people to go in. Um, but the way they were treated, that violated their constitutional rights, um, it was it was unfounded. And then we have a gentleman here. I, I don't have his name off the top of my head because it's not in my show notes because I wasn't going to bring it up, but it, it's come to my mind. A gentleman was just uh, found guilty for... Uh, election fraud or election meddling in an election by posting a meme that told Democrats that they could vote for Hillary via text. He, it was a satirical meme that he posted on Twitter that says, if you want to vote for Hillary, you don't have to go to the polls. You can text the number here. The problem is, is there was no evidence to show that anybody fell for that. Uh, they did have a lot of people text the number, but they can't prove that those people didn't actually go to the polls afterwards. Here's the problem. A Democrat did the exact same thing uh, with Trump. If you want to vote for Trump, you don't have to go to the polls. You can text. That person wasn't indicted. They weren't found guilty. This man could face up to 10 years in prison. So the reality of it is, folks, they're already coming for us. Uh, Trump said, this isn't an attack on me. It's an attack on you. I'm just in the way. Uh, Trump is about to be pushed out of the way. And so we are in the new precedent and we have to be diligent. We need to 
hold those accountable who work for us, the elected officials. We need to write those people. We need to make sure that they're become, they're being involved. It starts at the home. We need to talk to our children. I don't have kids, but you might. Get them involved. Let them know what is going on. And it's time we start firing some people in D.C., period. On all sides, not just the Democrat side. Republicans need to hold these Democrats accountable. Bragg needs to be held accountable. We need to put people in place that will do that. They should not be allowed to do this, period. It's wrong, and it's setting a bad precedent, and it's putting us down a very, very scary and dark path in this country that I don't believe we can come back from if we continue to go down that road. I will do my best to keep you guys updated on all the news on the Trump arraignment, detainment, indictment, whatever mint. And anything new that comes up, we'll talk about it. You'll catch it here on The Rent. Uh, I appreciate you guys listening. I'm not happy about it. Not excited about any of this. My hope and prayer is this is simply just to distract, delay, and keep Trump from campaigning. I really hope this never goes to trial. I don't trust the judicial system in this country anymore to do the right thing. We've seen a lot of people go to jail who shouldn't be in jail. Frankly, I was surprised that the kid over there in Wisconsin uh, got off, not guilty. It was unbelievable. It, it kind of renewed a little bit. Of, I, I had a little bit of faith in the system. So we'll keep tabs on it all. Pray for this country. Pray that God will heal it. Get us on the right track because we are so far off the rails. It's not even funny. And the only one that can save this country now, in my opinion, is God himself. But in order for him to save it, we have to seek him. And a lot of people aren't seeking him. That's a whole different conversation for a different time. So on that note, thanks everybody for listening. If you love the show, please like and subscribe it. Go listen, get it, subscribe and listen uh, and rate us wherever you get your podcast. It'll be Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon, all those places. And if you love the show and you think somebody else would like it, tell a friend because you have absolutely no idea. Statistically, telling a friend about this podcast is actually better than me spending money on ads. That's a fact. The best form of advertisement for podcasts is word of mouth. So if you like the show and you think somebody else would like it, tell them. Uh, it costs you absolutely nothing but it helps me out tremendously. Let me know what you think of this kangaroo court system. Trump's indictment. You can hit me up on social media. You can also email me at davidking.therant at gmail.com. You can hit me up at uh, the rant with DK on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Love to hear from you. Uh, some hot walking dead news. I finished season 11. It, uh, with a heavy heart, I finished the walking dead. It feels very strange. Uh, so the part 11, the final part of this 11 part special will be airing probably either later this week or early next week. So look for that. And, uh, yeah, I, I'm actually got a lot to say about it. I'm excited to talk about that season. So, uh, on that note, folks, thank you guys so much. Uh, check back here later this week. We're going to have another episode. I'm not sure what it will be. It might be The Walking Dead. We'll find out. But thank you so much. Have a great night. God bless you. And we'll see you later. <laughs>